Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104, Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumb's Hit Music Station of 104, Louise with you until 1 o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by Curb Junkie. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you getting on? I'm good. I'm good. So I was drawn to your art by a friend actually on Instagram who put up your code that you have on the street. Tell me about this QR code. Yeah, so um, I launched a solo exhibition in uh, December there. And it's basically a video simulation of a painting exhibition. Mm -hmm. And it kind of talks to us about how much time we spend on social media and like the average time someone views a painting in a museum. Mm-hmm. Um, so then rather than just putting it online, we kind of wanted to interact with people in you know, real life. So mm-hmm. did 100 posters and just wrote uh, those facts on the posters. So one of them is uh, we, it, we spend an average of 15 seconds looking at a painting. So then they just see that, and then there's a massive QR code on the poster. And if you scan that, it brings you to the exhibition. So it's just a kind of nice way to, uh, I don't know, show people an art exhibition, especially, you know, the way things have been lately. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it's such a clever idea. Yeah, not being able to go into galleries and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's called Meditative Monitor, is that right? Yeah. So. Was it was it always the plan to do that, or was it the fact that we are kind of in lockdown that it was like, right, how can we show these to people? Um, it, yeah, more organically because I'd been working in a studio loads mm-hmm. last year, building up a body of work, and I had intended on doing a solo show mm-hmm. in in a space, but then, you know, it was nearly the end of the year. Like, right, I want to show this work. And then uh, I do a lot of video stuff, so that video came naturally. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to send out all the images of the paintings, but then showing it through a video kind of seemed like a more, I don't know, exciting way to see it. And it also gave me a chance to kind of talk about uh, something more than a painting exhibition. Yeah, and I think it spurs um, people's interest as well, that kind of thing. So you're like, oh, I wonder what this is. You know, you are kind of looking, I think without maybe even noticing, at least I am, you're always kind of looking for things to kind of get involved in, maybe. Yeah, well, it, like, it's nice, especially if you wouldn't know any of my work and you mm-hmm. just see this weird poster in the street <laughs> and go, okay, sure, I'll scan it and see what happens. 
and then they get led to that and maybe when they're on the bus then they get to see an art exhibition yeah cool but a lot of people may know your hamburger <laughs> yeah that's my <laughs> kind of logo <laughs> or thing i use as my identity so where did that start for you i started making uh skate videos mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. and I used that as the kind of logo for the project and the name Curb Junkie as well Yeah. and then I just ended up adapting that kind of brand or whatever as my alias Yeah. Um, and I just think it's like an object that everyone can relate to true. so like you know everyone has kind of had an experience of a hamburger like it only costs a euro and uh i don't know it's a very simple thing really isn't it yeah yeah it's just like a simple object and rather than having an artist name yeah like you could show just that drawing of a hamburger (laughs) to anyone in the world and they're going to know what it is and have some kind of relationship with it and you started drawing um, them in chalk, didn't you? Because you were doing them on, on walls. Yeah, so I bought these big tubs of chalk. Hmm. I was on a lunch break from work. I just was working near Baggett Street and just on my lunch break started walking around town and doing a couple of these drawings. And I was like, hmm, no one really seems to care on doing this, whereas if I was walking up with a can of spray. It'd be a different story, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... Hmm. I just started doing it every day on my lunch and trying to like walk as far away from Baggett Street as I could. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a fun way to work on drawings, like yeah. working in a notebook, working in the public space is just way more exciting. With chalk, like someone might rub off it or like rub it with their hand. Mm-hmm. So you'd see these marks and stuff over time, like how people have you know, bumped in or like when it rains, like bits would fade and stuff. And did you like that when it was kind of being changed, I suppose, by its environment? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, like, cause it's almost like a kind of, a, I don't know, a diagram or like record of interaction between someone you don't know and just this drawing you can see. Like graffiti or street art or anything like that. Yeah. It's, like it's never going to last um like it's very rare that something would last a few years Mm. so i don't know the idea using the chalk if someone sees it fresh they know like it was done within the last couple of days yeah um so it's nearly i don't know working with the idea that it's not gonna last but it's taken on a life of its own because now I, I saw you can get prints of it and you can actually have a piece of it on your own wall at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I've nice. been uh, working on yeah a series of like scream graph prints and um, then like canvases and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's all kind of feeding into a practice like uh, that's and painting and printmaking and making videos like there's a performance kind of stuff in yeah. it as well yeah but uh yeah it's been really fun the last few years and you have a degree in fine art how did the two go hand in hand yeah so like i studied sculpture so i would, would have oh, done a lot of kind of con- contemporary video work and mm-hmm. installations and stuff like that mm-hmm. and 
I kind of got sucked into that world for a while. Then when I left college, I, uh, as I said, I started doing the Skype videos and kind of being a little bit more commercial, like trying to relate to the skateboarding and the graffiti community as opposed to their circle of contemporary art within Ireland. Yeah. And then in the last few years, the two have started crossing over and have kind of gone back to the contemporary world. So it's it's something I think is actually going to happen. Uh, well, it's already happening, just more crossovers between mm. graffiti and contemporary art uh, and maybe commercial video mixed with uh, contemporary video. And why do you think graffiti gets such a bad name? Um, well, like if you own a house and some 14 year old kid, well, that's true. You know, does a load of tags all over the back of your house, that's you're going to be pretty pissed off. So. I suppose for me, I'm thinking graffiti as in the, the lovely, colorful photos, but that is so true. It's the tagging, really. I think that gets it the. Yeah, I mean, but like tag pure essence or like basis of graffiti and it's mm. where it came like there would have been a guy cornbread in philadelphia in i think the early 1970s and then tacky 183 is another guy that was mm-hmm. in new york in the early 80s and they would have been people that just sort of latched onto this idea oh i can be famous if i just keep writing my name everywhere but i can also be anonymous and I guess when people realized that was a thing, it just exploded. And then in the early 1980s in New York, people started painting full color things on trains. So then it was traveling around yeah. the city. And uh, documentary, like anyone who writes graffiti would know about it, called Style Wars. Mm-hmm. I actually watched yeah. that in college myself. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. Like, and oh, it's, it's iconic. Like, I still watch it the odd time today. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. But do you think that there should be spaces, I suppose, in the city where people can go and do their art? Like, if there was dedicated spaces for it? Definitely. Like, um, even for someone who doesn't want to go down the route of breaking the law or whatever, but they, they want to explore painting on a big scale and just going out and having fun on their day off or whatever, Mm. uh, yeah, I think it's like really beneficial to the community to have somewhere like that where through and look at loads of art people are doing. Mm. And there is a few places around Dublin where you can do that, but it's kind of a legal grey area. Like yeah. places, it's you know, it's accepted and it's okay. But uh, like I've heard of people getting arrested in places where. I would see it to be completely acceptable and there'd be like a hundred layers mm. of murals and tags and gone over and over and over. It's just so not worth the of, chance, maybe. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a waste of time, like arresting somebody over that and bringing them to court mm-hmm. over just adding another layer of paint onto 500 layers of paint. <laughs> yeah. But tell us about your current project that you have going. Um... So there's a few things in the works. Like there's one ongoing project. Mm-hmm. I just released a little Instagram video of it. It's been going on for three years. It's called the 
Herb Junkie Action Museum. Mm-hmm. You can find it on Google Maps. <laughs> but it's Love actually that. the old uh, City Arts building. So I would have done a big series of paintings around the shutters of that mm-hmm. three years ago. Then for some reason, a lot of people started using it as a backdrop for their Tinder profile and their mm-hmm. social media profile. Um, so <laughs> I ended up having friends and other people, they'd send me screenshots of Tinder profiles they found. And it just became really funny when it was just more and more and more. And it's like, wow, like, this is really funny. Like, what's the attraction here? <laughs> people so trying to make themselves look, you know, more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I uh, I built like a big archive of all the photos. And there was one that was the entrepreneur of the year 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. These two guys and the Irish Times shot the two of them in front of these shutters. Oh, cool. um, so then made these collages from all the images and uh, put them back at the spot where they were taken ah. and then it just kind of created this funny dialogue of I don't know like data or data like privacy you know you're taking my art for your profile picture and now I'm taking your profile picture for my art and putting it out into the public space and almost combining the two I suppose yeah or just that idea of like especially younger people you just put so much content online like not privately just pictures of yourself every day and I don't know I kind of always found that a bit mad like I, I never would have been big into using social media or I'm taking selfies of myself and putting them up yeah um but like each to their own but i I just thought it was a kind of funny use of those pictures like to reappropriate them yeah 100 because once you put them out on social media they're no longer your photo they're kind of open game to people yeah definitely Mm -hmm. like i think um yeah that that kind of sparks a point in my head this guy richard prince Mm -hmm. who's like one of the most famous and like really wealthy artist in the world but he did a show before i think it was just called modern photos or something like that of people's instagram pictures and printed them with the caption and the amount of likes and then he was selling them for like 80 grand wow just 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 taking someone's picture doing a show of all these pictures and then selling them on wow um, that's insane i hadn't heard about that wow yeah yeah like, he's he's done a lot of kind of i don't know taking the piss things or like yeah well i don't know just things to do with copyright there was another thing like you know the famous uh Marlboro cigarette ads of yeah. the boys so he did a project where he just got off the posters and then he took uh, photos of the posters, but just cropping out the logos and stuff. And then one of those uh, photos that he took of a photo, it sold for like a million dollars in an auction. Wow, and insane. it was a big court case over it, and he won the court case. Um, so, I don't know, he's one of the people I've been looking into, just yeah. that idea of repurposing people's uh, 
images or like you know take logos or objects or whatever and just kind of putting them in a different context and yeah it really kind of investigates those areas doesn't it yeah yeah insane wow jeepers but how can people keep up to date with what you're up to and all your different exhibitions yeah so uh my instagram is at curb junkie mm-hmm. it's spelled in a weird so it's k-u-r-b-j-u-n-k-i mm-hmm. and then i have a website curbjunkie.com um so yeah go there and get all the info <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah got a youtube channel as well actually i have a collaboration thing coming out on sunday mm-hmm. there's friends of mine who do this thing called mischief 48 so they are chefs so we basically just went up to the hellfire club and they made a little fire and cooked a dish but it's just like this nice therapeutic video of them like there's no music or no talking um but yeah deadly thank you so much cool thanks fm 104 sunday night live with louise ty